welcome back once again got another music retrospect courtesy of your host Soli, and as suggested by his first time guest mike irizari um what's on joel mine how are you i'm not bad how about yourself well we're, we're sneaking through Sully. it's a, a long day at work without a whole lot to do so oh so, shit <laughs> One of those kind of days. Of I, get, I mean, I get paid the same, so I guess I'd rather do less than do more. Yeah, well, fair enough. <laughs> as long as it clears, right? As long right. as it doesn't become too much trouble, regardless of whatever raise. <laughs> uh, I was someone in a company car uh, left. Uh, had, clearly had a dog in the car because I noticed there was dog shit in the back of the seat, and I was like, well. <laughs> awesome uh yeah I, I i crisis averted i reported it so no one can blame me for the mess but if it gets to where you know regardless of the pay raise where i get blamed for shit i didn't do then that then we're, we're gonna have a discussion probably a very very patient two week notice. <laughs> oh man it's amazing how some people are so atypical kind of like to tonight's topic uh, tonight's topic happens to be David Burns' one and only Talking Heads. All right. And best known for being a mixture of Melodic, Guitar Pop, World Beat Explorations, Art Funk, and uh, R&B type grooves. Uh, right. They... I'm, I'm, I'm pretty new to them overall. I can't say that I've got a super deep knowledge of the band. I, they're just kind of I, I am a person of really strange and diverse musical tastes, and that's just where I've drifted now. <laughs> yeah, I, I I mean, I saw Stop Making Sense, the concert film, and I it just always loved their various radio hits. Uh, my sister could never stand him. My dad went and saw one of their concerts, I want to say it, like uh, New Orleans about three years back. They still put on one hell of a show. I saw their newest Spike Lee documentary concert and that was cool um but like you i'm i'm a very casual guy i'm not just one of those like oh you didn't know this and that is like i i know enough <laughs> uh, but so according to all music uh which is what i use for pretty much every source on this show i don't go to just wikipedia or imdb <laughs> uh same thing with movies i go to all movie um so their drummer was chris france their basis was Tina Weymouth, and uh, they were pretty big in the New York music scene in 74, and then they won a spot following year in 75, opening for the Ramones at the Seminole New York Punk Club, CBGB. Mm -hmm. And keyboardist Jerry Harrison of the Modern Lovers group was added to the lineup in 76, and by 77, they were signed to Sire Records and released their first album. And they mainly were beloved for the stripped down rock and roll aspect, as well as Burns' geeky, over intellectual lyrics and uncomfortable jerky vocals. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. They're just always just total party music, just very atypical. I, I welcome their bizarre, weird style, and they, they've been called all kinds of things, brilliant to pretentious, and I'm just like, yeah. That, that's just David Byrne and company in a nutshell. <laughs> right. And I think it, it's, it's um, most telling is that they, 
their music doesn't sound old. I mean, they've been around, you know, the stuff's been it around. It really is that kind of special abstract, now. yeah. Like, ev everybody decided to start sounding like them. You know, the, the rumor is that, uh, you know, even it, with uh, the recent passing of, of Christine McVie, that even, even uh, Fleetwood Mac's rumors was uh, driven on the fuel that they, you know, uh, uh, Mick Fleetwood was upset that the talking heads had stolen their some of their thunder. So, <laughs> so I mean, yeah, it says so they, they don't, uh, they're not the first band that, that people pop into people's head when they're, they're talking about, uh, you know, seminal bands, you know, they're not in that Beatles, Rolling Stones class, but maybe they should be. And this is why I'm glad I invited you on and I'm glad you picked the topic because yeah, it is kind of like any subjective art. It is fun seeing kind of the various rivalry and feuds and different how every band ages and yet this is kind of like you say an atypical a counter aging group like because kind of like alternative music some of it from the 90s and 2000s still holds up to today because it's not easy to classify in any genre and this is a kind of music you know it was again already ahead of the curve if they didn't do it someone else was going to come up with this something this bizarre and you know outrageous and i kind of in my mind just growing up i always kind of got a Pink Floyd vibe, and now before anyone shouts me off the stage, oh, they don't sound anything alike. I'm like, not saying that. I'm just saying they paint all this unusual imagery, which is just no one wants to talk about, you know. And I, and even using you know documentaries and movies to kind of push their envelope and special brand of oddity, you know. And right. same thing with David Bowie, you know. It's like. A, he sounds great in every era, but he's different in every song and era. So, but these guys are so diverse that, like you say, it's just hard to pin down. But then when they finally show up on a music playlist, you're just like, okay, whoa, whoa, this just took a total turn, you know, 180 <laughs> in a good way. It's, uh, the, I think the best artists, the best bands are the ones that you can't just fit into a category. Yeah, yeah. It, the one it your your uh you know your what is uh what is Ray Charles? Is he a blues guy or a rock guy? Is is exactly or, and... what what is what what are what are what's Bowie for that matter? Is he hard rock? Is he modern pop, rock? Yeah, <laughs> pop. Is he you know? Yeah, just so I I, I think uh that that that's truly the 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 airs that we're talking about here, and then I think. If, talking heads are certainly in that club and it and it happened organically it wasn't you know someone signed them on eventually just because they dug their rhythm it wasn't because they had to ask to appeal to a certain audience they they you know were art school students and then they went and put that into their music you know <laughs> just... right they were they were good at what they did god forbid and... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah they they went into we're the forbidden to zone so so somebody decided, hey, we should probably make a record with these guys. All right. We love ourselves so much. We love what we do. Let's do it. And just like um, John Malkovich is all kinds of atypical acting, just like uh, certain kinds of pizza are not what anyone expects for the mainstream crowd, just like uh, any other kind of thing that you know didn't have to invite itself to be part of the crowd you know it's the same kind of deal here they 
created this whole forbidden zone in their music in their lyrics and everyone and we just tagged along we didn't ask to be invited either but we dug what they did they did dug what they did and it just it all matched together right right (laughs) it's always so much fun and uh all together i mean uh I, I I just have rarely seen anyone talk shit about them. I really haven't. <laughs> oh no, you if you can't find something you like out of their catalog, then you're just not you haven't tried very hard. Yeah, or you just don't like older music, or just yeah, I, I don't. Know, you got I, I don't <laughs> right, I, I don't. I don't know. There's I, I've I've there's plenty of people who claim to oh I don't like older music, and and then they accept for this or accept for that. It's usually just a blanket excuse. For, I haven't tried it yet, or I haven't found the one that I like yet. <laughs> to quote you too, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. You <laughs> right. uh, two is kind of weird that way too. It's like one minute they're pop, and another minute they're kind of yeah. Well, well there you go. I mean, they're rock. in that club. It's a band that's been around for 40 years. Not many of them can say that. Generational rock. Yeah, I mean. I, I do see other people. It's kind of like when I with movies when I recommend a movie. Oh, is it horror or action? I hate that shit. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. and it's just like nah. It, it just makes you wonder what kind they were exposed to. You're exposed to contemporary or modern, <laughs> or just a bad movie. Making drawing generalizations off a small sample. Yeah, you had one shitty experience, you know, and everyone would do that. Like, I would see pals who were like, I hate sci fi or action. And then they're watching Indiana Jones and Jurassic Park. So I'm like, what the fuck, guys? You know, <laughs> like Star Wars and Jaws. That's pretty sci fi ish. Uh, I, my, my mother would always go, I don't like horror. I'm like, oh, but I like Poltergeist or X Files. I'm like, well, we get in here. <laughs> it, Maybe you don't like all of it, but. Yeah, you don't like all of it. I'm the same way. Everyone assumes because I like action, I must like Fast and Furious. I'm like, eh, that's not it. <laughs> Try again. But uh, yeah, music, same deal. It's like I, I would see some of my uncles be like, oh, I'm not really into rock. And like, well, well what kind of rock? You know, <laughs> there's U2 and then there's hard rock like Metallica or Disturbed. Or, right. yeah. I'm not, I'm not getting deep here i'm just you know classify and right it is what it is right we get we get too caught up on the labels and we forget to just like what we like (laughs) absolutely and i do find them all pretty easier to get into it's not like certain albums where you know you got to be in the right mood or probably watch it with someone who was introduced to it back in the day it's not it's not even like uh, maybe Van Halen or the Beatles where they got, you know, some acoustic versions or studio sessions in addition to their, you know, special edition album. You know, it's not it's not meticulous and it's not at the same time lacking in the detail. It's just more of a it's a plentiful maze with plenty to do, you know, it, Right. If we're gonna keep, if I'm gonna keep doing all these over-the-top metaphors, like you can fight the Minotaur, or you can go play laser tag in this other maze. You know, it's, there's so many different tracks with so much going on in each one that, but at the same time, it doesn't really overwhelm you. It is it's a very organized 
over the topness and that does say a lot because there's so many others where you do have to be in that exact mood like some not everyone's going to want to say maybe listen to a i don't know a satirical album by someone like ben folds you know or Mm -hmm. a spoken word artist like tom waits you know every night you know it's just the crowd's going to vary regardless of the whatever we're in right now so i mean i'm and i think like you say before they they kind of just did enough of everything to where they didn't need to be like again they they cheated the genre label and they then they cheated the whole where do you have to place us it's like well there's something for everybody much like bowie <laughs> i can play china girl as well as you know uh just dance you know <laughs> just tell, tell me when or where <laughs> right and yeah uh, i've listened to some you know burned solo stuff and more recent stuff and I think he just keeps trucking along just because he's just much like they've organically found an audience. He's naturally earned his fandom. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he, he knows what his voice is and it's really like, that's a, that's a pattern that only he knows. A thousand percent. And I've, (laughs) I've, I've never, I've never encountered any stuck up fans. It seems like every other fandom has toxicity or shitheads. I've I've never encountered any music fans who were of talking heads who were just, you know. I mean, I'm out. sure they're out there. You never, you never, you never. Oh want to yeah, see maybe if on a forum, from, right, yeah, let's so say there's a from under a rock and find you. But yeah. I, I think <laughs> much, uh, it, it's it's kind of a product of of the band itself. Like they they didn't get caught up in being rock stars. They they were they had work to do right like if we're in, in the, if you're not in if if they're not in the in the studio then they're just out quoted on, scooby-doo got right. some work to do now <laughs> yeah you know so so I, I like they didn't get caught in the trappings of it they they you finish a gig you you get back on the bus you go to the next gig and um despite the the critical acclaim i don't think they ever got out of that mentality yeah even when they did uh you know, their solar projects and Harrison, Friends and Waymouse case, you know, with their Tom Tom Club. Yeah. They yeah. uh and I now someone more vigorously might have a backstage story. I have yet to see anything where I, there's like I can't stand to be in the room with you or you know I, I haven't I haven't looked real hard for them but me either. I mean either because it just didn't invite itself. It was never like the police where you'd hear how you know, Sting and company couldn't stand each other's ego. I had never saw anything about, yeah, like what? And, uh, you know, my father and I got uh, teased respectively for liking certain eras of, say, the Doobie Brothers or Van Halen, just because some people are really picky about who's the wingman, who's the guy in charge. <laughs> right. It's just sometimes people, again, like you say, like to add fuel to the fire or you know st- start a flame war and then refuse to put dirt on it and just pat it out <laughs> right I, I, if if the band is full of dramatic types then the fans are going to be dramatic types if if, uh, if you have a van halen situation where everybody starts picking sides with one another well that's what the fans are going to do too and uh, if you keep all that stuff out of the papers then then they're not they're just going to go out and enjoy you whatever wherever you go and whatever you find so it it's um 
you brought up the police and they're kind of in between and that I think those guys are okay with one another. They just know that they can't really get together and work long-term with one another. Like, and that's okay. That's, that's just being mature about it. Right. You're not going to be just absolutely in sync with everybody you work with, but if you can, you can work with them occasionally and for short periods, well, great, go ahead and do that. Cause you, you still like them as people. Yeah. And I think that, and... that seems to be the, the vibe I catch from them as as we stand in 2022 i know it was not always the case absolutely but... not yeah anyways uh, yeah i mean uh, i'm glad you picked this topic you, you gave me a whole list i always like to ju- have it around the judge uh the not the judge i almost said judge the the guest and i was like you know this was a very easy topic to just kind of lean into just kind of just go with the flow and i feel like that's kind of where they are just go with the flow (laughs) right right but what else do you have uh all together uh uh that's essentially it i just uh uh, i thought you had uh, questions but but i no i'm uh uh, for for real uh i'd rank them in my top 100 somewhere uh where would you rank them on yours would they be in your top 10 or top 20 um it's the question with a question uh right that's a tough list to to put together i i the safe call is is probably 20 just because okay so even better because you know we we did some other artists and i was like i like them but i don't know if i'd make them in my top 20 because that means they're my personal playlist you know once a month or something you know probably the top 100 and and truthfully it's it's for again for me i'm i'm kind of all over the place as far as as popular music goes um that's not an insult that's just no 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 there's there's a lot of bands out there that i i really like a half dozen songs for or a you know 10 songs for and then I'm kind of lukewarm on the rest of the catalog. And they're certainly past that point to where, you know, like I, I would, I, I'm buying albums and things like that, um, which is, is tough for me to do in an age of iTunes and just clicking the things you like and, and, and getting the songs you like and leaving the ones you don't behind. So, <laughs> so yeah, the, 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 the talking heads are certainly in that, that I'm buying albums class. Uh, that's just you know you're going to see their next few remasters but yeah right. like, like you mean right, right. Uh, that's not the case with every band some are just like eh, you know <laughs> casual yeah. listen or bought two of their cds i'm not gonna buy all 10 or 20 <laughs> right right or there's a couple of tracks here and a couple of tracks there and and you know it's a uh, one of the, one that um through the years that i've kept up with because there's always one song on every album that i just that i love uh, blues traveler is that oh they had their heyday in the in the 90s but and and since then it's it's a little samey they're still out there they're still doing new stuff uh but you know the, the, those albums are, are it's like if you've heard one you've kind of heard them all but there's always <laughs> one song that's really good every album there's one song that really kicks ass so it's it's they're worth keeping track of for that but that's not a that's really not a top 20 kind of band right yeah, I, I. But you're about like the fifth podcaster who suggested them, so they they've left their mark. But like you say, yeah. they they might not because they're often kind of like yes, where they got a lot of songs that are just like six to twelve minutes long. You know, they 
aren't as exposed they're not all you know ready to air on the radio waves <laughs> you know because of the four minute limit for those who don't know or don't listen to radio but and then at the same time some of it kind of blends into one over the other so then it's just a matter of it's like yeah well that tune got me grooving and the rest was kind of repetitive you know despite and there's no denying their talent so yeah it that's where it gets a little trivial i guess you could say but like you say they we came we saw they came and did and are still again you know doing concerts doing side projects doing remixes doing remasters and it's pretty all well it's like you say it's with merit it's pretty well earned and it's not really nothing tacky or tricky to it <laughs> no i i think for uh for their 25th anniversary a few years ago they did a uh, blues traveler did an album of blues traveler covers <laughs> oh, nice. which was uh just songs that you know over that you know go you you're out on the road for you know months out of the year and you just you find different ways to do your own songs to keep from going crazy mm-hmm. so they, they picked out some of those that they liked and, and did them in a studio so that, I thought that was a neat idea. I thought that was a different wrinkle. But while while we're thinking about it, that, no, that, no, that is a good point because you gotta love yourself. You can't do this on autopilot. And if it, that's where most of them throw in the towel. They're like, "This is too much trouble. I hate concerts, or I like concerts, but I hate recording, or I just don't like the whole process." Even though I love what I do, you know, and I'm a millionaire. <laughs> right, right, or you know the the, the Billy Joel principle. Yeah. Eh. Well, who, who knows? There might be a behind-the-scenes kind of story where it's like, hey, we, we've tried it this way. we got to do it all different now. And they probably, I think they took enough of a breather to where they just kind of just, they know how to sync it out. They they like the whole craft of it all, as opposed to, you know, I mentioned the police earlier. They The police infamously reunited in 07, and many fans were distraught in that instance, for example, because... Uh, uh, Stuart Town, uh, uh, Copeland and uh, uh, the Sting and company fucking hate each other. So <laughs> it's like when it gets to that point where you can't stand to be in the same room, your manager is stuck up, or the producer is had it up to here with all your bullshit and <laughs> just wants to get something in the can, you know, it, it. You know, you just got. I, I, I think I think in 07, people were still reacting to how those guys felt about one another in 1985, <laughs> and and not not how they felt about one another in 2007. That's true too. We the internet. They were is... older. They calmed down. They they knew they could put it together and and do some work together. But it was a finite project. It had an end. It had an end. If they Maybe were mature, if it wasn't in sight, but they had an end. They they were mature enough and and. Uh, and uh, comfortable enough to be able to put that down when they were done with it. So they, that's what they did. Exactly. And I mean, you got to call it quits after a while. <laughs> yeah. Nothing lasts forever. It's crazy. It's it, we were talking about you two a few minutes ago, the 40 odd years of those guys. And they, they've been best friends since before anybody knew who they were. And that, that just blows my mind. Like I've I'm in my forties. I've had, I mean, a couple of friends left since high school who I communicate with regularly and a few others who I talk to semi-regularly. And that makes me really weird. 
Right. <laughs> right. Really? Here we are years later, we're still talking to each other. But yeah, no, I mean, it, it is funny how you do that with certain friends over time. You're like, you know, I haven't kept up with them or I like them, but in small doses or, you know, only meet up once a year. You know, it. I mean, you just you get to doing different things and you just you, you become different people and you'll you'll always have that that common ground that you, you both sprung out of. Yeah. But, it might even take you 20 years to realize, wow, what an invaluable friendship we have. You know, <laughs> I never knew how good I had it or how special this person was. But yeah, then it gets to all other sorts of factors. And uh, yeah, in the 2000s, when we were to your earlier point, you know, finding out what, how can, you know, getting too close to our heroes. And it's like, yeah, not not everyone had reprinted, you know, other than like maybe on GeoCities, certain, you know, fan mail or promos or news articles about what we grew up liking you know we we didn't know if fandom came in different levels than it did you know through you know and forums were still in beginning stages i still find occasional ones that are like wow i wish forums were like that now as opposed to now where everyone's you know sharing spam tagging each other or just even even forums are too slow right yeah, like forums have gone on the way to the dodo. I I was an admin uh, on some some GI Joe sites and forums. Were you really? Oh yeah, and we're talking two thousand three, two thousand four. Like so, yeah. <laughs> like by, by the time two thousand eight, two thousand nine are rolling around, I mean Facebook was already ruining them. So yeah, and then we revisit was- some of these old sites, and the admins can like only be reached by like an out of date email. You know, they moved mm-hmm. on with their lives and. And right. I, I reach out to casual movie reviewers who I grew up loving, and some of them were the nicest people who just got with the times and moved to a different blog and relocated all the stuff into their cloud up there. And others are like, hey, man, thanks for the fan mail, you know, 30 years too late, but I moved on. <laughs> I'm just going to pass. And then there's other times where, yeah, it's like, whoa. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but it is funny. Yeah, just different stages, different evolution different acknowledgement. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you really have to love something to do it for for little compensation for that long of a time so i i don't uh i don't i don't begrudge the the webmasters of america for getting out of that game when there was there were other utilities out there willing to do that job for um for for free and take a lot less of your time it's it's much easier to be a, a mod in a Facebook group than it is to on a on a PHP board. So. It really is wild how <laughs> Facebook has evolved. Um, and I'm not saying it's a great thing. I'm not here to tout the pleasures of Facebook by any means. But from yeah, no, we were not paid to yeah, no, stroke Facebook's from, ego. From we swear. From the standpoint of somebody who worked as an admin, oh yeah, no, I was I I was not upset when our our forums slowly got emptied out. By uh, <laughs> the on the oncoming onslaught of social media, yeah. There, there's even some groups I've run, I have run since like maybe 2015, 2017, and just now they're getting some traffic because mm-hmm. fandom comes in different levels. People like stuff, but they don't post about it. Now people are going back to stuff. We've had a lot of retro stuff with, and I think we're just at a standstill. People are now realizing you have options. It's okay to, you know, still one's audience one minute, let alone 
factor it all in. People are now doing the whole I'm quitting Twitter versus I'm quitting Instagram deal. Uh, just like people prefer streaming versus getting a Blu-ray copy. You know, it's just mm. versus DVD versus just cable TV airings. It's just people have tried to outpredict stuff and then it just got to where you can't predict it. You just got to go with the flow and have fun. Right. You got to ride it out and see where it goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you just got to ride that tide and then just say there is no tide. Just have fun. <laughs> right. We've, uh, you know, we've been doing what's on Joe mind now for, it'll be 12 years in April. Oh, really? <laughs> and uh, I mean, that's right. You did post that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, we, of course, we started out in, in 2011. I, I wasn't even part of the original cast. Uh, I was but the you, you might as well be, since kind of like The Daily Show, you came in and people associate you as one of right, the mascots. Right. <laughs> I, I, showed, I showed up on episode three, and I was the guest host. Like, I would show up sporadically that first few months. Hi, everybody. How you doing? <laughs> and then one of the original hosts left, and I, I stepped in and took the spot then. But so, but... um you know, it started out, we, we were far more popular at the beginning of the run because podcasting was new. Nobody did it. Yeah, it started off as far as especially with six. There's even some podcasts where you can't even play their episodes from 2016 to 2019 for whatever reason. It just has a bad playback. You just got to remaster and re, re-upload it. <laughs> you know, I don't so know about your show, but... There's, just... there's a few that have rotted in the, the Podbean vault, but for the most part, they're all still there. <laughs> um, but uh, you know we, we we were podcasting was new and not many people were listening but we were also the only one that did gi joe stuff so if you yeah, were you were before knowing is half the podcast <laughs> yeah yeah so if if you were if you were listening to gi joe pod if you were looking for a gi joe podcast to listen to we were kind of the only one so if you go back to those early episodes there's some of them there's 50 and sixty thousand downloads and it's it's kind of mind blowing because we put like we probably put more work into it now for the the two thousand combined viewings we might get between Facebook, YouTube, um, and then still with the the audio runs. Like it's just like if, if we're lucky if we break that two thousand mark on any particular <laughs> episode. So so it's it's certainly it's a, a much more fragmented. If you're not first, uh, you're last. And then right, sometimes you don't know where you are, but you're somewhere in the algorithm. <laughs> right. It's it's weird in that we've we've spawned so many uh, spinoffs and and imitators that most everybody's heard of us because um, chances are the person that started the show you actually listened to started listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really it's a really weird position to be in. Um, yeah, but it's whatever. like you earned the bragging rights, but you're not here to brag. You just did your job, which right. was like, be the essential connoisseur of like GI Joe. We're, we're glad we're glad we have a following. Like I, I don't think we would do this if nobody listened. Right. But, like we're if not only your there. cousin or parents gave notes. Right. And... It, it wouldn't, it, it, that would that that's that turns into home movies, and nobody's really interested. Yeah. Right. It, but sometimes you can't worry about that sometimes you got to be like uh uh, i I had will johnson on he's of the down below of babylon 5 podcast he just joked how it was like he got traffic even more like the third year in he'd already done the show like three years prior to that you know gone through the whole run it's like you know fandom comes in levels it's almost like 
people buy a box set but they don't access the special features until like you know a decade later <laughs> right and um you know it, it's uh it, we we got to the point where we felt like uh we were probably a little late making the switch when we when we started doing video <laughs> but we just started doing that in maybe maybe three years ago now I, I i'd have to go back and check the date stamps on that but um because i mean if you have the ability to i mean let's face it we're talking about toys and comic books and cartoons if you can show pictures that's probably to your benefit so oh yeah <laughs> once we figured out a way to do that without having to spend hours and hours and hours and hours of editing um we we decided to make that jump and and that's that's just taking it in a whole different direction like we have some of the folks that you were were diehard loyalists to the to the audio show um and they were very upset that we started doing a video show <laughs> simply because we weren't catering it just to that we still make it available as an audio podcast. those guys sound like gatekeepers <laughs> right it's, it's like come on guys i mean either that that's what we're doing to try and keep this thing growing and keep this thing at least profitable enough to keep itself uh, go like like again we're we're not in this to make money but it's nice to be able to make enough money to cover our expenses bingo especially yeah. for the inevitable let's say there's a blu-ray release of the entire show you know <laughs> i don't see yeah, that patreon either. for that would be very nice <laughs> but you know pod podbean has its its monthly charges and and uh and mm -hmm. there's other, other, a year <laughs> right, there's other maintenance costs Plus and, and film equipment and uh updates and inevitable blunders in the road you know right. when the, your car breaks down <laughs> the professional stream yard software is 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 a cost and so we've, we've got we're, yeah. it, we're we're lucky enough to to have a few patrons and and enough ad revenue let's say there's a guest that has a you know 400 you know hourly session that yeah. is gonna add up. i'm not saying go that far but you know we, we usually don't go with those that's <laughs> good that's a good idea but uh, we're, uh, we're not, yeah we're not a big enough show for that for that to happen but truth, <laughs> truthfully it's um uh, we've never really like people we haven't encountered that a whole lot we, we've done interviews in the past we haven't so much since we've been to video uh mostly who we talk to are, are folks who were uh, doing independent projects and, and things like that that's good but we you know we we did a, a we have a, a pretty deep library of talking to voice actors and, and animators and, and writers and and a lot happened. of them are on social media. It is really yeah. surprising, and not a not a single one of them ever asked for a dime. So, um, right? Maybe, maybe it's because we we're talking about GI Joe, and that's not where big money is in pop culture right now. But whatever. <laughs> what can you do? Well, so that's awesome. So I will have to invite you on for an exclusive GI Joe movie sit down. <laughs> uh, movie sit down. That'll be tough. Right. That'll be yeah, it'll pretty much be fuck, fuck, fuckity, fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah. That's well, that's... But we can talk about the animated movie as well. Oh, well, that, that's still, I have my issues there too. But anyways, anyways. Yeah, that's fine. And I, I, I will say this. I will take any G.I. Joe movie over any Transformers movie. Um, <laughs> that is also fair. That is sound that checks out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. either way, man, this has been a delight because this is exactly the kind of pleasant sit down we were going for in that this is a straightforward chat. And a meander through the garden. 
yeah, we meandered for about 10 minutes on your deal, but that's fine. You know, it's just, uh, it's yeah. already taken its course and we've already, much like what you discuss on a daily basis, or let's just say monthly, more realistically, you know, it resonates with you. And this band, the Talking Heads, kind of just resonated with us just because very few disagreeable factors. Like, it's just, even if you're easily nitpicky or stuck up about certain things, <laughs> it's just like it you someone who is just very vague probably won't like this and it's also i have yet to encounter again any talking head fan who is just i don't know pulls a pretentious filmmaker equivalent of you just don't get it you know i i don't think i've ever seen anyone who's just like it seems like they're pretty chill david burns pretty chill it's all just a natural rhythm. Right. 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 They talk. With their heads. Yes, with their heads. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's a good place to stop. <laughs> so, Mr. Rosari, where can we find you on social media? Well, uh, easiest places to find me are, are through the What's on Joe Mind channels. Uh, we are on YouTube. Uh, you can search us, uh, WOJM. Don't send him OnlyFans links. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I don't, it's up to me to click on them and I just won't. Um, but uh, it <laughs> sounds like a disclaimer. Right. <laughs> I'm not w saying I won't not. <laughs> WOJM, what's on Joe Mind on, on, on YouTube. We are live every Friday night at nine or most Fridays at nine, um, nine Eastern. It is me. It is, uh, uh, the honcho Mark Weber, who is a former head of marketing for the G.I. Joe brand at Hasbro. Oh, nice. And, uh, and uh, Joe Colton, who is uh, a, a, the, the queen of G.I. Joe cosplay. And oh, my sweet. brother, my, my brother, Rob, serves as our comic book expert because that's, oh, my God, that's his thing. He's forgotten more about comic books than I've ever known. Um <sighs> he's honest to god he's an encyclopedia like it's one of those where yeah may, maybe we could go get a a more documented expert but we we know we got our guy everyone someone who's seen <laughs> every episode a dozen times but again you know it's just you like having all those different voices in the room and the different perspectives because you know i don't know people seem I mean, to think this there's this dilemma of you know you either don't know it at all or know it all and it's like you can be an in-betweener is like hey i know about the producers and animators i don't know about the voice actors you know is this there's so many different perspectives to what you know so right right and, and uh, we are there usually in some combination of the four of us uh it's it's fairly rare that you catch all four of us on the same episode but it did happen, <laughs> it happened last week knock on wood uh we are also on facebook again same name wojm what's on joe mind we are at WOJM podcast on Twitter. We are at what's on Joe mine on Instagram. Uh, we are at what's on Joe mine on TikTok. Um, so yeah, if it, some, some permutation of either the initials or what's on Joe mind will, will bring you to us. So that that's, that's the best plug I can, I can get. I congratulate <laughs> you. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, absolutely. I'm just glad we could schedule this on short notice and just take it off. Easiest NASA launch ever. <laughs> we'll return after these messages.
Hello and welcome to Culture Shocked, the pop culture podcast brought to you by four aging millennials and our outdated opinions. Join us every Tuesday as we discuss movies, TV, games, and even music, new and old. Dude, what do you think you're doing? Are you seriously trying to record a promo without us right now? Well, uh, yeah. Dude, you can't just do the promo by yourself. Who's going to listen to that? Yeah, and you probably haven't even told them that we're a pop culture podcast where we always agree on everything. Uh, for instance, the Sam Raimi trilogy easily being the best of the Spider-Man movies. J- no, no. But I think we can all agree that Jaws is a classical masterpiece. Mm, nope, don't like that. But we do all agree that the sequel trilogy of Star Wars is the best in the Skywalker saga, right, guys? That comment is so ridiculous, I don't even know where to Anyways, be- uh, that'll do it from all of us here at Culture Shock. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. We let things pile up in the DVR. We add them to our queues. We wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays. We time shift. The Time Shifters podcast sci-fi horror fantasy superheroes comedy action film television maybe some not so current events find us on itunes or at timeshifterspodcast.com cool thing about blind knowledge is we are in multiple countries we are worldwide all across the globe we are in the u.s we are in the uk we are in canada germany india japan we're in australia y'all blindknowledge.com now back to the feature presentation. Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up 